While you remain standing, turn to 2 Peter chapter number 1, please. 2 Peter chapter number 1. 2 Peter chapter number 1. 2 Peter chapter number 1. We'll begin reading at verse number 4 again. Uh, repetition is a great way to teach. It's a great way to memorize. a great way to do a lot of things. Uh, and so we'll read this once again, uh, probably before every session in this uh, passage, starting at verse number 4, Second uh, Peter chapter number 1, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these things you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this... Give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For, or because, if these things be in you and abound, they make you, they as these things, that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> But he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. Father, thank you for the Bible. I ask you to please bless tonight. Uh, very, very important, uh, Lord, that uh, we understand and, and get a hold of the meanings of these words uh, and not just make something up. If we are to get a hold of these great and precious promises, we have to apply these things in us and abounding. So we want to make sure they're the right things uh, so that we don't think it's right, but it's really not. So help me to help your people tonight, and I'll thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. What a wonderful set of scriptures, honestly. If you believe that the scripture uh, is the truth, and that it tells the truth, then God would not tell us that there are certain promises that are ours and then pull the rug out from underneath of us, so to speak, or to say, I just can't, I don't mean stuff like that, uh, but that's not what he did. And so we find out here that all of these promises are available not just to preachers, not just to their families, but to all of God's children. They are available to all. It didn't say, hey, preacher. It didn't say, hey, deacons. It's talking to all of God's children. If these things be in you and abound, these great and precious promises are yours by God's promise. Now, they come conditionally. You have to understand that. It's not like my sister giving out candy. 
no matter how you acted throughout the day, I'm going to give you candy anyway. God doesn't do it that way. On things like this, God is saying, I've got these great promises. Here's the ingredients. And they have to be in you. And they have to abound. And you got to hurry up and get with the program. And so there are all these things in there. So try to remember all of these. What promises in verse number 8, you'll always be useful. Always be useful. Now, I suppose there are people going, yeah, I don't care if I'm useful or not. You, this, then these things are never yours. They'll, they'll never be yours. You cannot have them. And besides that, I don't think you're enjoying your church to the fullest when you're trying to get out of everything. You enjoy it the fullest when on a Sunday night you lay down and go, like, man, what a day. You can be worn out from work and go like, oh, I'm not sure I want to go back there tomorrow. But after a Sunday night or a whole week of going at it, I am dead tired. I mean, I am worn out. And I've always been this way. And uh, we used to run bus routes and be a youth department and choir director and all that kind of stuff in, in different churches. And on Sunday night, I was always told at the end of Sunday night, you should be thoroughly worn out and go to yourself, man, but wasn't it a good day? And that's the way church should be to you. Always being useful. You should always be looking for opportunities to get involved in something. Amen. Give yourself away to Christ. Amen. That's what you need to do. Have uh, Verse number eight, have good success. We talked about that, not just success. A lot of people in the world have success. But that's not what God's talking about. God is saying you want good success. The stuff that will last, the things that will really produce, that's what you want in your life. And, of course, that is living and doing things for God. And then in verse number 9, you'll see the will of God more clearly for your life. Not like charismatics, I see God's will for your life and you're going to be a missionary. Uh, there's no such thing. But what happens is what God is saying is you can see through Scripture, walking with God, I can see more clearly what God wants me to do and why. By the way, all of that has to agree with the Bible. You can't just make up God's will, okay? And so verse number 9 talks about that. And verse number 10 says you'll never fall. That in itself should make you want to do anything to get these verses down, right? To get these things in your life. And verse number 11 says have a, have a portion of eternal happiness. Again, it's amazing to me that people that I have known, some of the things they've gone through, and they still are jovial. Uh, they're still pleasant to be around. Uh, they don't become bitter and hard-hearted, and you don't know what I've been through. How could you talk to me that way? Uh, Brother Usher's with us tonight. He's that way. Uh, David Chris Sr., he's not. He's a miserable wreck. Uh, but he's that way, and he's, he's been going through this for a long, long time. And many of you are the same way. And so God's word holds true. This promise can be yours. Now, you can have that one, so to speak, and you go like, yes, well, God's been really good to me. But we're after these things so that we can have all of these promises that God promised. Look down at verse number 12. This is something uh, that I think every Christian should have. I think we ought to have them all. Never change from the truth. Amen. The present truth. This is the present truth. Amen. Same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's the present truth. Amen. And so we're getting people thinking it doesn't work. We base that on crowds. We base that on feelings. We base that on visitors. That's not what determines whether something is truth or not. What is truth? Thy word is truth. That's all you need. If you're doing what God said, crowd doesn't make a difference. But how do most people pick a church? Watch it. This is strange. Uh, they come to a church like this, and you begin to amen, and we're all shouting and clapping. God, that church makes a lot of noise. Then they'll go to some charismatic outfit running a couple thousand where even doctors and, and psychologists and stuff down in the front row shouting and waving their Bible, and that's okay. It's just, the truth is what's under attack. That's what it is, okay? And so what are these things which bring these great promises? In verse number 5 through 7, 
read that again. Watch what it says. And beside this, give all diligence. We talked about that. We know what that is. Do it right, but let's get it done. Let's hurry up. Add to your faith. Everything starts with faith. Everything is added to faith. Everything is accomplished and everything is received by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you have to start with faith. If you're not saved, forget about studying all this. None of this is yours. You, you couldn't do it anyway because it starts with faith. All right? So watch what he says. Add to your faith. So now we're going to add. Okay? We're not jumping things. We're not uh, subtracting, rearranging. We're not doing that. God said, add this to that. Then if you have this, add this to that. And if you have those two, add this to that. And so it has to be in an order. We, find, we, we learned about all that. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brother, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. You want to know what charity is? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which we studied about when we went through there, and you'll find. So you don't have to make this stuff up, but we want to make sure that we know what we're talking about. So tonight I want to talk to you about that next one in line, patience. Now, patience, um, to understand patience, you're going to have to understand another word, long-suffering. Now, a lot of people uh, use those like they're one and the same, uh, like they're interchangeable, like basically it means the same thing, and therein lies a big problem because it doesn't. Uh, yet we'll say that all the time, and I'll point some of this out to you as we go along. Uh, they, 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 they're not the same thing. They're different altogether. For example, long-suffering is talking about enduring pain. Patience is talking about enduring pain. Now, from that point on, everything changes. Both of them have to do with helping you endure pain heartache and hurt. But from that point on, they go in two different directions. Watch very carefully. Long-suffering is enduring pain inflicted by people. I'll show you how I know all this later. It's not just because I'm cute and smart. There's actual Bible for all this stuff. We find out, you just need to know this, long-suffering is enduring pain inflicted by people. Very important that you remember that. Example, if someone slanders you, but you do not react to that slander, if your husband forsakes you and you keep doing and going in a right direction without retaliating, that is long-suffering. Has to do with people. You understand? Okay, hear me out now, okay? Now, let's talk about patience. Patience is enduring pain inflicted by circumstances. Circumstances. Now, once you start thinking about circumstances... Because we've even said, even when it comes to prayer, certain circumstances come in our life. We go to prayer and ask God to change the circumstances. God sent the circumstance to change the person. And we're telling him, take away the circumstances. So you have to understand that patience is enduring pain inflicted by circumstances. After you suffered a while. I, I teach in the high schoolers, no matter what subject uh, that you're studying in the Bible, it all works together. It all fits together. And you have to keep that in mind when you're, when you're making a study. So patience, example, poverty, illness, bereavement, loneliness. These are circumstances being endured while it's causing pain. That is patience. If you can endure that, if you take that, if you do not retaliate, that's patience. That has to do with 
circumstances. Long-suffering has to do with people. Both of them have hurt, heartache, inflict pain. Example, if you've been treated badly by your spouse and children, a person at work or maybe a member of this church, if you restrain yourself, let's get it, if you restrain yourself and control yourself to act properly in spite of the hurt, you're long-suffering. You're not long-suffering because nothing happened to you. You don't even know that unless you've gone through hurt and a specific kind of hurt here because long-suffering has to do with the hurt and heartache that comes from people. Now, if, however, you were laid off from the job, suffering financially, some illness enters into your body, and it's affecting you and hurting you physically, mentally, and emotionally, if you do not quit, you take it out, I'm sorry, if you do not quit, take it out on the rest of the world, become very bitter, and your attitude is one of a, a oh, woe is me, I'm a martyr uh, to the whole world, you are a patient person. Now, this may be the first time you've heard some of this, so just, I, I, I'll, I'll go over it again. Watch. Long-suffering, pain endured, caused by people. Long-suffering, people. Patience is pain endured by circumstances. By circumstances. Patience, I'm sorry, long-suffering is withholding something. Patience is giving something or doing something. Now let me explain because I haven't, you haven't heard that yet. Here's what it means. Long-suffering with, is withholding vengeance, withholding harsh words or actions. Now long-suffering has to do with what? People. So long-suffering, how do I know if I'm long-suffering? Because while I'm hurting, while I'm living, while I'm under attack caused by other people, I withhold vengeance, I withhold harsh words, I withhold actions, even if you think they're justified, you're just not going to do it. Patience, continuing to do what is right, the will of God, regardless of sorrow, hurt, pain, brought on by circumstances of life. Now, okay, I got to stick with this or we'll never get through it. And we have to get to the end of this thing. Let me illustrate. Person going down life's road and tragedy strikes. Okay, get the picture. Burden falls upon them. It hurts. It's painful. Yet they do not change. They continue to do what's right and serve God. This is not patience. This is long-suffering. I told you most people interchange those words like they're one and the same. They're just spelled differently. They're not. One has to do with circumstances, and the other one has to do with people. On the other hand, a person going down life's road, an injustice is called by a person. A person has done something they should have done. A friend said harsh, unkind words about you or your family, and it hurts, and it's very painful. Been there, done that? Yet you continue to be sweet, Pick and choose your words because of the person. This is not long-suffering. This is patience. Because now we're talking about the circumstances that they cause. Long-suffering is enduring pain inflicted by people. Patience is enduring pain inflicted by circumstances. I said long-suffering is withholding something. I will not seek vengeance. I will not make you pay. I'm going to withhold that. I'm restraining myself. Patience 
is giving or doing something. It is the continuing of doing right while withholding up while holding up underneath the pain that I'm going through. Some of you do this right now and you don't even realize it. You're going through some very, very hard circumstances in your life. Yet you continue to serve the Lord. You continue to do what's right. What we're talking about then, we're talking about patience, not long-suffering. Long-suffering has to do with people. Patience has to do with circumstances. Now, here, here's, now what, what is it we need to add here, long-suffering or patience? In, in, our, in our outline, in, in patience, not long-suffering. Don't, don't mix the two up because God said here, add patience. He didn't say add long-suffering. So patience has to do with what? Circumstances, not people. Has to do with circumstances. Now, so what happens here is long suffering means to suffer long or long temper. A long temper. You follow me? I, I hope you are. Now, listen to me. Temper means control, temper means to hold it down, temper means to endure under pressure. So, when we say he has a temper because he blew up, that's not right. Actually, if he had temper, that would cause him to withhold blowing up. See, we use words sometimes that everybody kind of catches on it. Yeah, that's what it means. No, that's not what it means at all. So what am I saying? Long-suffering means long temper. So when you say he has a temper and that's why he blew up, no, if he had temper, he would control his blow up. I hate to make you think after a long day, but you're just going to have to, okay? Now, long-suffering, long-temper, or long-restraint. You keep restraining yourself or tempering yourself so you don't explode, so you don't blow up, so that you don't fight back, so that you don't get even, so that you don't hurt somebody else when pain is inflicted by another person upon you. But what is our natural response? You hurt me, I'm hurting you. Eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. Right? That is our natural response. So we're not talking about what comes natural. We're talking about what we need in our life. And here we're talking about long-suffering here. We're talking about these things. Somebody has in, in done something to hurt us. Now, watch very carefully. Go to, keep your hand here. Go to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. In Galatians chapter number 5. Long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit or is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. All right? How do I know that? That's what it says. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Are you there? Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. There's our word. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. doesn't say anything about patience. Now, I'm pointing that out for a reason. So we find out here long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit and patience is not. Long-suffering is a more admirable quality than patience. Can somebody tell me what our major ministry is here at the church? People. People. Right? Understand long-suffering, I'm sorry, uh, circumstances and people cause a lot of problems. And God has them both covered if you're willing to do what God says. 
So watch who he says. Long-suffering is a more admirable trait than patience. Also, since long-suffering is produced by the Holy Spirit of God, it is humanly impossible for you to produce it on your own. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is, and it tells us what it is. The Holy Spirit produces this in your life. Do you know how he produces that in your life? The more you yield to him, the more of those fruit right there that we just read are produced in you. Patience is not something he will produce in your life. Oh, God, give me patience. Uh, we'll tell you exactly what that means here in just a moment. Now, so... You must yield yourself to the Holy Spirit to have genuine long-suffering. Long-suffering has to do with what? People. The Holy Spirit can temper you and help you to be long-suffering towards other people. It's the only way it can be done. You may try to fool it or do it for a while, but you cannot do it without his help. You cannot do it without him producing this in you. You must yield to the Holy Spirit for one to have genuine long-suffering. I can work and gain patience. Oh, he actually tells me to. He said, you add these. Over there in 1 Peter, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, you add these. And one of them is patience, but he doesn't mention long-suffering. You cannot add long-suffering, but you can add patience to your life. The Holy Spirit can add that to your life. Long-suffering. But it doesn't say anything about patience. That's something we have to do. Something God said you're going to have to learn. Patience. All right? So I can work and gain patience, but long-suffering comes from yielding to the Holy Spirit. So what am I saying? This is very important. Listen carefully. It takes a more yielded Christian. It takes a more yielded Christian, a more spirit-filled Christian, to take pain and hurt and suffering from other people than it does to put up with hurtful, wrong circumstances. Let me say it again. It takes a more yielded Christian, a more spirit-filled Christian, to take pain and hurt caused by people than for you to endure difficult circumstances in your life. Now, if you stop and think about it, you go, yeah, that's kind of true. But you're not thinking yet. I got that part. I want you to understand both are tough. Hurt circumstances... Hurt that comes from circumstances and also hurt and suffering that comes from people. All right? They both do. So at that point, they're kind of the same. But suffering abuse, suffering hurt, listen to me now. This is where some of us get way off base. I'm getting ready to show you something. Suffering an injustice, suffering slander, gossip, and to remain sweet and continue on to do what's right and pray and not return hurt is far more difficult than putting up with circumstances. Think about some of the things in your life. Accepting hurt from other people, justified or not, has nothing to do with it. It's just hurt. They're inflicting pain and hurt. And God said, you need the Holy Spirit's help in this area because it's far more difficult circumstances, we seem to learn that just through life. I'm not sure about this generation coming up, but most of us have. And so this is what the Bible's talking about. So uh, 
when one does this or withholds their humanity, it is the Holy Spirit being demonstrated in their life. Folks, when you start, when you start, when I say put up with people, I, I hope you don't think, well, I'm putting up with them. Not that. It is a, I understand them. I got it. I can't control them, but I can control me. And the reason that I am long-suffering, which has to do with people, is because the Holy Ghost is enabling me to do this. Why would he enable me to do this? Because I yield to him on what he wants, not what I want. And when people push your buttons, you know what those are. A lot of times they know what they are. Our first response is to strike back. You hurt me, I hurt you. You give me a tough time, I'll give you a tough time. You took that from me, I'll take that from you. You need to be long-suffering. Circumstances different altogether. Example, I have known Christians who have suffered flesh-eating diseases. I have known Christians who have suffered cancer, lupus, death of a loved one, loss of a limb, and endured it and kept right on doing right and serving God and, and really, other than a tear here or talking about, they're very pleasant. That lady right down here, for example. We have a lot of people in our church like that. But we're talking about circumstances, aren't we? Circumstances. Illness, loneliness, disease, uh, those kinds of things. Things that happen in life, circumstances of life. Most of us, if we care at all, learn that we need patience. But normally when we talk patience, we're thinking about somebody attack. Oh, God, we need patience with them. Wrong word. There's only one person that can help you with all the attack coming from people and the hurts that come from people, especially loved ones, yes? That's the one that really hurts, right? Lifelong friends and loved ones. That's the killer. That's the kicker right there. Now, I'll tell you what you're going to find out during those times. When you go into circumstances that hurt, do you continue on to go to church? Do you continue on to pray? Do you continue on to read? Do you continue on to help other people? If you do, you have patience. And most people learn that. And those same people, many of the same people who are patient in tribulation, patient in circumstances, one person cross their path and say something and they'll blow up on them just like that. And what they think they need is more patience. No, what you need is long suffering. That is only produced, but we're talking about patience here, aren't we? That's only produced by the Holy Spirit of God. Long suffering is suffer long. We say, I, we, say, we say, I don't understand. They're usually so patient. Why did that person blow up like that towards that other person after all they have gone through, after everything they've had to face in life? See where it splits? One, we're talking circumstances. The other one, we're talking about a person or people. Why would they act that way towards them and what they said after everything they faced and how they've gotten through that and how they continued on to serve the Lord and do what's right with all the circumstances that has happened to them? Because now we're talking about people. Over here we're talking about circumstances. Over here we're talking about patience. Over here we're talking about long-suffering. We interchange those words and say basically they're the same. Well, with hurt, after that they go two different directions because they mean two different things. You see, what happens here is simply this. You have to understand, in order to add that, because circumstances deals with patience, it is something that we can add, and that's what he said. You can add patience to your life. He said that right there, add patience, right? Add patience. He didn't say the Holy Spirit will give you patience. 
He said, you can add patience. You want these things, you add patience to your life. We'll talk about how that comes about here in just a minute. It is something that can be added to your life. However, long-suffering is produced by the Holy Ghost of God. Only when we yield to Him during those times. Do you want to blow up on other people? Do you want to get even with other people? Do you want to hurt other people because you've been hurt? I know you that's all according. No, no, you no, that's not right. That is not godly at all. That's not what you want to do. So why do we do it anyway? Because we're not yielded to the Holy Spirit of God. He is the one that produces that in your life. You can't do that. Patience you can. You can add patience to the other things of your life, but you cannot add long-suffering. That is something produced in your life by the Holy Ghost of God. So here's what we find out. One person hurt your feelings, didn't let you have your way. You just found out how much control that you allowed the Holy Ghost of God to have in your life. Look, when you blow, I'm not normally that way. We'll talk about that here in a second too. Has it ever dawned on you God allowed certain people to cross your path to show you you? I will almost guarantee it. There is a person in here, and that will vary from person to person, that you just can't hardly stomach. Hopefully it's not your spouse. Hello, how are you? Okay, and you want about your business. You ever wonder why God even allowed him in here? Now, here, here's, the, here, here's this one person, but I guess I like everybody. Um, okay, that's not the point. the point. I do too. The point is this. Have you ever wondered why that one person, no matter what you do, is just as irritable as all get out? Nothing is ever good. Everything is always upside down. God is in heaven, but he may come down anytime. Who knows? Boy, it's a nice day today. Yeah, but it's supposed to snow next winter. You know, it's just nothing, nothing. And you think to yourself, why are they even here? Why did God even, why, what are they doing here? You ready? They get on your nerves? They say things that hurt you? You ever wondered why God even allowed that? You know what you need? Long-suffering. Long-suffering. So, the real you, they're showing you the real you, you don't think is there anymore. It's there. And they just proved it. Well, I'm not normally that way. If it wasn't for them, that wouldn't have been in me. No, what they did showed you it was in you. When you blow your stuff, okay, uh, there used to be a fellow in our church that said this. Well, you know when you hit your thumb with a hammer or cut yourself real bad, you, how you how you cuss? I said, no. You know why he said that? Because that's what he does. That's what's in him. That saw did not make you cuss. It did not put cuss words in your head. It did not make them come out of your mouth. That's what was in you. The saw said, see, I told you, still there. Look, I've, I've cut my thigh with a razor and chainsaw. Uh, I have, uh, well, I'm sorry, with a, with a uh, hedge trimmer. Uh, I've, I've, I've stapled myself with an electric staple gun. Uh, I've, I've fallen off a roof. I've done, not, I didn't think, oh, I need to cuss. No. No. Do you know why I didn't? It's not in me. So 
when a person confronts you and you lose your stack and you get even and you teach them a lesson, that's really you. They didn't do that to you. They showed you that was still in you. You know what you need? You need God's help, Holy Ghost, to be long-suffering. The reason you can't do it, you're not yielding to the Holy Ghost of God. You can fake it for a while. Well, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, let me slap you. See what you do. So what happens here is this. That person did not make you yell and send that text. Would they grab your thumbs and push? Do you know why you immediately did that? Because that's what's in you. And that person that irritates you showed you. It's not gone. It's still there. Yeah, but if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't have been there. No, no, it's still been there. So you wonder sometimes why God puts certain people in your life. Sometimes it's just like you're too rough. And that a lot of times, fellas, it's us and our wife goes, honey, don't do that. And she's kind of smoothing that edge over a little bit. You understand? Smoothing it. Not beating the tar out of him, ladies. Smoothing it. Don't force the issue. All right? I'm trying to help you now a little bit. So, what was it? You seeking vengeance, you become jealous. It was in you already. They just proved that it was in you. And you can blame them again. No, it wasn't for them. How did they put that attitude in you? How did they put those cuss words in you? How did they put vengeance in you? They didn't. Well, they brought it out of me. Right? They brought it out of you. And so what happens here is this. It should have shown you if you'd be honest, we are Christians, you're supposed to be honest. Instead of justifying your sins, you'd find out what I really need is to yield more to the Holy Ghost of God. Well, I can handle this circumstance, and I can handle that circumstance, and I can handle this circumstance. The problem you have is with people. Learning patience is something we can add to our life. Long-suffering, genuine long-suffering, you can. So let's talk about patience, okay? Patience is two words. You ready? Write this down. It's a Greek. I hate to do this because you, you can learn it anyway. It's hupomone. Two words. H-O-O-P-O-M-O-N-A. Okay? Hupomone. It means abiding under. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about patience. It means abiding under. It means living under. You know, the Bible says, uh, God will not tempt a man above that he is able, but will with that temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear up under it. You may be able to bear it. You know what he's talking about? Up underneath. It didn't mean escape it. It means be able to hold up underneath of it. Same thing here. Patience. It's a it is a circumstance. No, a circumstance may be brought on by a person. But in a lot of Christians' lives, a person brought on a circumstance. Now the person's gone. They've been gone for decades. The circumstance is still there. So don't get this mixed up. They're gone, and now you must continue to live under what they caused. They're not there. So it's not the person anymore. That person created a circumstance you have to bear up underneath. Follow, follow what I'm saying now. It may never pass. That trial, that sickness, 
that injury to your testimony, the loss of a loved one, it's not going to go away. You know it. Everybody knows it. God knows it. It's there. It's going nowhere. What do you do? Blow your stack every time you turn around? We're talking about patience. Now the person is gone. So you don't need long suffering with them. They're gone. But they've inflicted a circumstance in your life that's never going to go away. So what do I need? I need to learn patience. I need to continue to do what's right, not take it out on other people or anything else or quit on God. How can I do that? I need to be patient holding up underneath the problem, holding up underneath the hurt, holding up underneath that circumstance, that trial, that sickness, these things. I must learn to continue on while enduring it. Here's what I'm going to do. Well, once it passes, I'll be back. That's not patience. That's escapism. He's saying, while I'm facing this, while I'm hurting over this, while I have to deal with this, I'm going to go ahead and serve the Lord. I'll go ahead and love people like I'm supposed to. I'll go ahead and do what God wants me to do. That's what holding up under while I'm hurting, I continue on. Patience. It's living under it. I will continue to run my bus route. I'll continue to teach my Sunday school class. Look, folks, I've told you before, I've been, I've been under such hurt before that I knew I should pray, and I did, and it felt like nothing was happening. Nobody's listening. But I was supposed to pray, so I'm going to pray. Circumstances were bad. I mean, really bad. But I prayed anyway. You know why you need to get in a rhythm of reading your Bible? Because when circumstances hit, you're not going to feel like you want to. But now you've learned that even though things in life hurt, I need to continue to do what's right. Like going to church. Here's where you're messing up. You keep picking and choosing what church service you want to go to when you ought to be desiring to go to every one of them. For example, if you'd have missed tonight, you may have missed something you really needed. What happens here is this. In God's dear name, add to your faith virtue, add to your virtue knowledge, add to knowledge temperance, and add to temperance what? Patience. Patience. You add this to your life. Add it. Add it to your faith. Add it to these other qualities that God wants you to have. Get back in the fight. Everybody gets wounded. Everybody does. You say, preacher, I don't like it. It hurts. Nobody likes it. But there is a certain amount of advantage to it. For example, that I may know him and the fellowship of his what? Sufferings. You can't know God on a, a, above a certain level without going through suffering and continuing on. You can't. Jesus suffered and continued on. You want to be like Christ? Christian? Are you saved or are you a Christian? You may be saved, but you're not acting like Christ. Even in all of his sufferings, he continued to go about doing good, didn't he? That's what Christ did. So he had this patience and long-suffering. Well, of course, being perfect there, right? So many Christians who think they, they've added about all they can to their Christianity, they need to add this to their Christianity too. Add some patience. Quit quitting. Quit quitting. Quit quitting. You act like that's an option. Well, if I can't take it, I'll just quit. Quit setting down every time you're burdened about something. Well, I just can't. I don't feel well today. You know something? Using that as a cover-up is lying. Well, basically, I really don't feel good. It covers a multitude of things that we're just not going to be honest about. 
quit withholding your talent because you've suffered an illness. Quit not going forward because of some circumstance that you've suffered in your past. If that were the case, all of us need to stop right now. Because I don't know of too many people that have not suffered some type of a circumstance caused by people in their past. And why should we go on after that? I, I've had it up to here. If that's the way Christianity is, and so while you're judging and passing condemnations on others, you're getting ready to do the same thing you're condemning them for. That's the way Christianity, that's the way churches are. I'm going to quit too. <laughs> Never knew how that was going to happen. You need to get back in the fight. Everybody suffered. Everybody gets hurt. You're no different. Patience, abiding under, living under the hurt, living under the circumstances, and continuing on is what you want to do. It angers me when I'm angered by people who make me angry. Do you understand what I just said? You know why? I thought I had myself under control. But they've angered me. And when anger comes out in me, I know I've just messed up. I know I'm not what I should be. And that angers me. Does that make sense? I have allowed their lack of control to cause me to lose my control. You know why? I don't have the patience I thought I had. Why is it when you say something, I have to say something back. Why is it when you don't say it exactly the way it should be, I have to go to the nth degree to prove I'm right? You ever notice how people are anymore? Can anybody just go like this? Oh, okay. We don't do that. Oh, no, but you were wrong. Okay, I was. No, but you really were. Okay, I got that. No, no, see, it was on that day, and you didn't say that, and so I know you're wrong. Okay. But we keep pushing and pushing and pushing until the person, if they have no patience, will cut loose on somebody. And then we'll blame the person. I'm just pointing at people, okay? I never have. And so now we point at the person saying, if it wasn't for her, keep pushing. Okay, I pointed at my wife. If it wasn't for my wife, keep pushing. <laughs> He's going, <laughs> He's got me. That's not the case. You need to learn some patience. You need to have some patience. All Christians are to be in control by the Holy Spirit of God. When it comes to circumstances and people, I am revealing my quality of Christianity that is in me to others by the way I react. They did not make me. That's what was in me. And that person that irritates me now, there's one or two people in here that irritate me. And he's going like this, I think I know who that is. And y'all look around, right? Because we're good fundamentalists. I'm kidding, nobody here irritates me. Yeah, okay, I think I just lied. Anyway, so I'm trying to make it up. If the depth of our Christianity and yieldedness to the Holy Spirit is no deeper than, oh well, they'll get over it. Is that the depth of our Christianity? Is that it? Is that all we got? We're okay until then, and then that's their tough line. Is that is that what? If the depth of our Christianity is well, they hurt me, and that's why. Am I talking to you? I'm talking to me. Is the depth of our Christianity? This should not have happened to me to begin with. 
Now, you may be right in all of that. The point is, where is your long-suffering and patience at? Where's it at? Add patience. Yield to the Holy Spirit for long-suffering. You need both of those. You know why? We live in a world of circumstance, and we work with people all the time. You can't go on this planet where there's not people somewhere. I don't care how quiet you want to be. Or you see this flashing light over here on the west side of Columbus, and you hear a helicopter, right? You can't get away from it. Circumstances are everywhere, right? If the depth of our Christianity is, I don't have to take this. No, you can't because you have no patience. And you're not yielded enough to the Holy Spirit of God to be long-suffering with people. And understand, whether it's on the job here or in your home, you're around people and circumstances. This is the depth, if this is the depth of our Christianity, if this depth amounts to, okay, that's what I do. That's just the way I am. There's not a more selfish, ignorant statement than that's just the way I am when it's not right at all. Like it's a badge. Well, I'm redheaded and that's why I'm short-tempered. Like that's a great thing. It's not a great thing. Sorry, Jerry. It's not a great thing. Jerry's not red-headed, he's red-faced. No. What happens is, it's okay, that's what I do. We had better become more diligent, that's our word, right, to get these things and add them in our life. And what is one of them that we need to add? Patience. Patience has to do with people. I'm sorry, circumstances. Long-suffering has to do with people. We need them both. But in our text here, we're talking about patience. That is something, look, you have to learn patience. Uh, you ready for this? Make a statement. Let other people feel sorry for you. Don't pity yourself, especially on men. It looks so sickening. It just does. You can get married and really, instead of a wife, you want a mommy. I had a real tough day at work today, and I just need somebody to comfort me a little bit. <laughs> Why did you get married? You could have stayed home. Your mom was already there. Don't let others see you bearing up under. Uh, let others see you bearing up under. Let them see that. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. That's what makes Christ attractive. How do they do that? How is that possible? I heard the boss just rip you wide open, and, and now he's giving you extra work. And look at you. You're singing. What is wrong with you people? You ever have people tell you that? What is wrong with you people? You guys, is that all you do is say, laugh and yes, ma'am? Is that all you do? What's wrong with you people? Nothing. By the way, I meant to tell you this. Uh, how many people in here like steak? How you like your steak? <laughs> What'd you raise your hand for? How do you like your steak? Medium well. You? Well done. I like mine well, and I don't like it burnt. I don't like it burnt, and I still I don't want it dry. Right? So it takes somebody. Right? Uh, is he out there? Ben? Right? Okay. Do you know how a cat likes their steak? 
Okay, anyway. Every time I get to feeling a little down today, I just go, rare, and I'll, I feel better again now. <laughs> uh, how's a cat like steak? Rare. Um, look, let others come to your defense. You say they're picking on you. They're doing this. Let, let other people worry about that. Let them fuss with it. You don't have to, and you shouldn't. Let somebody else come to your defense. Let somebody else defend you. Let others pity you. You bear it graciously. You bear up underneath of it. You let people see the Christ in you, the patience in you, the long-suffering in you. This is noticed by people, and you will have more effect on people's lives that way than telling everybody, you don't know the trouble I've seen and who hurt me. and Just drop all that. It's not going to help you a bit. There are people all over this building suffering from sickness, disease, illnesses, tragedies, circumstances, yet faithful every week. Every week. We're starting to give each other an out. Well, it wouldn't feel good. I'd stay home if I was you. Whatever happened to don't call in, crawl in? Whatever happened to that? I guess that was back in college. They were trying to teach you how to act. They're faithful every week, bearing up under that and continuing on to do good. Patience. That person has patience. You want to know how they got that. When I walk through those doors, no matter what's going on in my life, if I'm on top side, I still have to preach a message. Right? If the bottom fell out, when I walk through that door, I had to preach a message. That's what God called me to do. Well, I don't want to talk to you tonight, but I guess that's my job, so tough it. You can't do that. If I'm suffering heartache, my job is to preach. If I've just been attacked, my job is to preach. If a good friend just attacked me and left me, my job is to preach. If my children blow it, my job is to preach. Circumstances are going to try and control you. People are going to try and control you. You need to be long-suffering, and you need to add patience to your life. God said yield to the Holy Spirit for the people problem. Add patience for the circumstance problem. I want you to stop and think, how could you possibly escape life and all the circumstances and people from ever causing any hurt? Please feel free to stand up and tell me how you do that. Oh, I'll go up on a mountain, be a big cabin, stay there, and I'll have to talk to anybody. Now you're out of God's will. God didn't do that so you could avoid everything. God did that and said, look, I'm sending you back in as sheep among wolves. I'm aware of that, but here's how you go about doing things. You say, preacher, I don't want to go through heartache and trouble and tribulations. No one does. No one does. Yet this next generation, a lot of your age and down, they're trying desperately to avoid all hurt and be a success no matter what, and they're going to fail miserably, especially as a Christian. Why? Because it can't be done. You can't go through life getting your way. So what are you going to do? You're not the boss. You can't fire everybody. You do that, your business is ruined. 
What are you going to do? I listen to Geo sometimes talk about the, I'm not sure where you get workers, but I'm never going there to get any. And I keep thinking about all this, and I'm thinking about this, how in the world do you do that? And just waiting on materials anymore. You get a project started, you go, what do you mean you're out of four by fours? What are you talking about? Well, we should get some more in another month. What? And you're just at a loss. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if you had to put up with that. I, I, I'm not real good at stuff like that. So I sent these guys to go do it. They need long-suffering and patience. Pray for them. I, I just, I know what's still in me at times. I'll tell you something that really irritates me, okay? And this is why I had to be careful about this. Mouthy teenagers who think they can cuss and threaten and do what they want while they're looking at me. Now, my problem is I have too much pride. I still think I'm as tough as I used to be. I am a legend in my own mind. That's going to get me in trouble. Knowing that, God has taken me through. Turn to Romans and we'll be finished right here. Go to Romans. Romans. Acts, Romans. Okay. Go to Romans chapter number five. Romans chapter five. Look at verse number one. Romans chapter five, verse number one. Therefore, being justified by faith, remember, add to your faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, so not only what we just read, but we glory in, no, that can't be right. What's the next word? Isn't that like hard times? Circumstances? That's not people. That's circumstances. Hard times, tribulations. We glory in that? Why? Knowing that tribulation worketh what? So you want to know sometimes why your materials didn't come in? You want to know why you had it all planned and for no reason you got a flat? You want to know why things don't go that way? God, the God of the universe is just mean to me. No, actually, he's very good to you because you need patience. And hard times will put you in a corner. This is why we tell, sit still and be quiet. Well, they're not doing anything. They need to learn to just take it sometimes. In the military, they'll have you stand for a long time for no reason at all. Just stand there. Stand there and be quiet. Or go push the world two inches that way. Why? They, they don't care. They don't need a reason why. God is doing you a favor by allowing you to go through hard time circumstances. You know why? Because it works patience. You would never have patience for anything if you didn't, somebody or God put you in a corner and you can't get out and you just have to take it, have to bear it, have to try to go on with that over top of you. Because later on, you're going to run into tougher times. And you have to learn how to do that. Patience, tribulation worketh patience. And then watch what he says. And patience, now here we go with the list again. 
patience, experience. Experience hope, and he goes on from there. While you're abiding under the burden, the loss, that gray cloud, be happy. You said that's impossible. No, it's not. Don't gripe. Don't complain. By the way, fellas, look at me. Look at me. It looks so ridiculous when you do that. Your wife doesn't want to hear it. Your kids don't need to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Preacher, you got an hour or so so I can just whine. Uh, I have four meetings I need to go to. Sorry. Kind of busy right now. I understand. I don't think it's right. I understand a girl or a woman. They'll tell you right now, well, we have more feelings than you do. And by the way, fellas, y'all be glad about that. But they still need to be under control. But a man, a child learning to be a man, you need to not just toughen up. You need to learn patience and be long-suffering. What are you going to do with all these people? Every one of them is different. You can't just walk through, well, that's not the way I am. Well, no, you're not here for you. You're here for others and the cause of Christ. And so what we have here, if you and I are going to receive these six major league promises, and they are huge promises, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 through 10, these things must be in you and abound. And one of those that need to be in you and abound is patience. And he said, you need to add that one. You want these promises, you need to add that one to your faith along with everything else. So we have patience. We have long-suffering. Patience has to do with circumstances. Long-suffering has to do with... Ever wonder why God said long-suffering? He didn't just say put up with it. He said suffer along with people. You know how you do that? Not by straightening them out. You suffer along. Hold up underneath of it and just keep going. Same thing with circumstances. You're not going to avoid circumstances. In church, out of church, on the job, in your home. It's everywhere. What are you going to do? God said, I allowed that. Because you're getting ready to run into a huge problem now. You're going to need all the patience you can get. Circumstances, tribulation worketh patience in you. It's working. Let it. Add it to your life. That's what you're going to need. So when circumstances don't go your way, 